Relationships are messy and people's feelings get hurt. Who needs it? We're young. We live in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Might as well have fun while we can and save the series. Yeah, but wait, wait. What happens if you fall in love? What? Well, you don't believe that, do you? Oh, uh, what? Yeah, but promise that you'll never be lonely. Come up with the thought of being someone's one and only. We've all had a sense that we needed to fit in in some sort of way, whether it be at school, whether it be at work, whether it be at home even. There is always a thing in the back of our heads wondering if we're different and if that's a bad thing. And the thing is, I'm going to tell you now, it's not necessarily a bad thing. We all strive as human beings to fit in into a community, whether it be in this space that we call home, whatever, work, friends, family, whatever you so be it. You don't want to be looked so negatively by them. You want to fit in. You want to fit inside the status quo, as some people call it. And finding a sense and striving for a sense of community and finding that community for yourself is one of the most gratifying things that you can do in your own life. Now, going back to college, when I first entered college, you have two choices. You can either, one, you can continue on talking to the same people from high school, and you can extend those relationships beyond high school, beyond the classroom, and you can make them lifelong friends, whatever you so be it, and continue being the person that you become, you have become for those past maybe seven to 18, 17 to 18 years. Or you can enter college number two as a totally new person. You can adopt new characteristics, whether you change your appearance, you change the way that you talk, whatever it so be it, you can start anew, as some people call it, a fresh, clean slate. And the thing is, I, as a college entry-level person, why well, I say entry-level, me going into college, I chose number two. I wanted to be a new person like most of you. Getting away from your hometown, especially if you come from a small hometown or a hometown that really no one knows the name of, you tend to want to be a new person when you enter a big university or a big college like that. So I remember when I first entered college, one thing I wanted to do that was outside of my comfort zone, and I questioned exactly why exactly I wanted to do it, but I still did it anyways, which is like most of the things in my life. And what I did is I auditioned for the marching band. That's exactly what I did. A kid in high school who breathed and walked and lived orchestra, I wanted to join the marching band for some reason. And maybe it's because uh, senior year, I was thrust into the wind ensemble, and that teacher was not good, no offense, but uh, did not make me like the... If you don't know, band and orchestra are very different. They're very different personas. In, let's just say that different groups of people in those spaces. So I wanted to try out band for the very first time. And I was like, you know, what's a better time than beginning in college? So unfortunately, unfortunately, I got into the marching band. There's a lot of problems with that. One, I've never been in a band before. Well, technically I did beginning band, but that wasn't really marching. Marching band, if you look up stuff on, on YouTube and you can see marching band on college level, it's really intense. You have to hit your spots exactly because you're forming random things. You can form a spider on the field using like little marching band students. You can form letters. In the case uh, UCLA, you had to form the UCLA logo. We had to form different things. We did a Broadway show. It gets really intense. Orchestra, you don't really have to do any of that stuff. You're just sitting down. You're enjoying Tchaikovsky. You're enjoying Mozart, whatever you know you want to. Marriage of Figaro was my favorite. Uh, but the thing is, it was a very different environment. That was a big problem because I've never experienced that. I didn't know what I was signing up for other than seeing those YouTube videos that were extremely daunting of those kids like running from across the field to their dot, as they say, your spot. 
because you as a singular person, if you're missing from the UCLA logo, it can be spelled UCA, right? It's not going to look right if you're like missing your spot or you're missing the dot you're supposed to be in. And number two, what was a big problem with me auditioning was the part I was auditioning for, I didn't really know how to play that instrument. So let me give you a brief context. I'm a French horn player. If you look up the word French horn in Google, it's you're going to receive this image of a very formidable, very scary looking instrument. You've probably never seen it before in your life, but you've probably heard it in a lot of great scores by John Williams. He loves the French horn. Jurassic Park, if you remember the theme song for that, that is mainly French horn. And that's what I played in high school. I auditioned with that in high school and I auditioned with that going into college and the thing is, in college, for that marching band, we don't play French horns while we're marching. We technically play th these things called mellophones, which looks like a trumpet, but is in the same key as a French horn. Now, there's different issues with that because the fingerings or the way that you play this said instrument is like a trumpet. It's not the same way that you play a French horn, yet it has the same key. Yeah, that's, that's great. It's the same key but it's still a different instrument. I got in, I had to learn the instrument from the get-go, and a lot of the people in the group definitely noticed that I was like new to this instrument because they're just like, what? Like, you know, the school lends you an instrument, which is great, but the thing is, they're like, wait, why is this kid messing up so much and how was he able to enter this? Who, who said he could be here? So as you can tell from my speech, I had a lot of imposter syndrome. But the thing is, entering the marching band, I definitely felt like this was my first attempt to make a new person out of myself, make a new family out of this group, whatever you so-called be it, this marching band, the horn section as they call it. And it was great at the first maybe year or two. And it was amazing to hear a different story, seeing different backgrounds, um, you know, how we all converge at this love for music or love for the instrument itself, because I did grow to love it. Um, and that's the thing, like when you first get a taste of this community, especially when you go into college, whatever organization or anything that you feel the need to join, you feel this equal need that you're like, okay, this is it. This is the family. These are the lifelong friends that people keep talking about that we're going to like invite to our weddings and all that good stuff. And that, unfortunately, spoiler warning, was not the case for me. The marching band was great for the first year or two, but it was extremely strenuous. And also, the vibe check did not check many times. I'll just say that. Again, like we were just saying, that it's very, very anxiety-inducing that you have to hit your mark at the correct point in the field, or the whole formation that the band director envisioned is going to be messed up. Now, keep in mind that our band director was not the nicest person at all. Uh, you know, I love him, but he is not, uh, he's not that calm, you know, when it comes to formations and I get it. He's been doing it for many years, but you know, when you join the band, you're within a section and you receive a number. So for instance, maybe I forgot what number I was, maybe I was horn 11. And the thing is when you miss your mark and the band director, cause he's done it for so many years, he's hypersensitive to like the spot not being hit, he'll stop the practice right there and then, and he'll literally call out your your horn number, like in my case, your horn number, right? And he will say, okay, why didn't you hit your mark? Like right in front of everyone on a megaphone. Even worse is that he is hypersensitive to hearing who's out of tune. So if you ever seen the movie Whiplash, that movie 
is the most anxiety-inducing movie for me. So please do not show me or send me pictures of Whiplash. But he was hypersensitive to, you know, if an instrument was flat, it was sharp. So what he would do is rather than calling your number, he would literally call out the section and you would have every single person in that section at times, right? This is not every single day, but it, it did happen. Have every single person in that section play individually. So horn one through horn 14, whatever, how many people are in. And he will identify who is flat and who is sharp. And that's really scary because if you're trying to just get through the day and you're trying to do that, your thing, and the thing is like, and this guy's like yelling at you and you don't really know that you're flat or sharp because you just want to hit your, your mark. You want to go to your dot. All of that combined, I don't know why none of us had therapists. I don't understand why the band didn't have a therapist on on the field, honestly. But uh, we all made it through, and that's why at the weekends they partied really, really hoid uh, because of just, the, just the, the hours you put into that thing, man. So going back to why I bring this up is because when I joined the band, was the it was the very first group I joined. It was the very first organization I joined. And the thing is, when you join these first organizations, groups, whatever, you feel obligated to, you know, create this feeling that this is the end game. This is, okay, this new chapter, these are the people I'm going to be spending so much time with. And like, you know, these are going to be my lifelong friends, if not my college long friends, whatever, so be it. And that didn't really happen for me. That strenuous anxiety really built up over time. I couldn't just do it anymore. And also the people that were in the section, like just didn't really make me feel welcome to be quite honest. I highly doubt any of them listen to this podcast, but uh, you know who you are. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to call anyone out, but yeah, it just made me open my eyes and realize that you shouldn't treat people very differently just because of the way they look. Or even if, you know, for me in my case, you know, I felt like they definitely judged me for my ability to play because I knew I could do it. I just didn't practice enough, but they just judged me from the get go. No one really went out of their way to help me. Um, so as you can tell, it wasn't that positive. It wasn't that as positive as it sounds it does look good on paper it does look good in videos but just know there's a lot of anxiety driving those kids on the field uh, from their band director from the audience right because we're playing at the rose bowl so it's like there's a lot of people that are counting on seeing the ucla logo in a marching band fashion Uh, but the thing is yeah i didn't i grew out of this space and I guess this video is just to remind you that growing out of space is completely normal. Growing out of people is completely normal. And not everyone is going to be a constant in your life. Like there will be people that are, as my friend says, some people are transitive, meaning that they're just coming and passing through your life and they're just going to go right out. And it's really hard to identify. You can't just have a new person that you meet and say, okay, this person's transitive. They're definitely going to, they're going to definitely going to leave in a, a year's time. Like it's, it, it's not a good trait to have, but you know, enjoying the ride while you still have with them and enjoying the relationship is really key. But the thing is, we shouldn't, the whole point of this episode is to remind you that you shouldn't get too attached from the first thing that comes up, right? Like it may work out the very first time, like your your first group that you hung out with, or maybe the first organization that you were a part of, maybe the first business that you started, whatever. But, and because we have this weird tendency to really embrace aggressively the very first thing that comes up and thinking that this is what's going to last forever. And that's really not the case because after growing from marching band, I met more people uh, actually opening my eyes as when I left the marching band, my 
you know, the number of people I met increased exponentially because I was just so blinded by this community that didn't really support me. And it took me a while to realize they didn't in their ways, although there were some people that did, um, that I just needed to open my eyes to the wider community. Because when you're stuck in this weird hole of people, right? Like, you know, say hole of people, because a lot of them are holes. Ah, you see what I mean? But when you realize that they're not the only people on campus, you're out of that tunnel vision. You start seeing more people. You start see, making different friends, right? Like, and that's really important, right? Because when we have a community, like we tend to just focus on one community rather than knowing that there's so many others surrounding it. So in no time, I was a kind of looking just like job searching for a different group, a different organization to really find that sense of belonging because in the marching band it was so temporary and after the first year or two like i said year year and a half i felt after a couple of months i felt like i didn't belong i wasn't supported the way i wanted to um and i wasn't being accepted for who i was so taking a step back from that community taking out the tunnel vision of the marching band community now i'm able to see a lot more other things whether that be people in class, right? Like I didn't say like, oh, this person's not a marching band, so I'll never see them ever again. Like I was actually making friends in class and in a discussion because discussion is extremely, extremely, sorry, my camera just died. Uh, discussion in college is extremely anxiety-inducing as well. I don't know if you guys know that if you've been to college, but discussions feel useless and they also feel really scary when you're asked to participate for points. But anyways... Yeah, I started seeing other communities and, you know, I luckily found the cultural organization and that's where I found a lot of my, you know, friends that I have now. A lot of the majority of my friends now are from that community and I can't really thank them enough because it reminded me that there is still heart out there, that there's still a lot of love to be given to other people. And at the same time, there's a lot of love to be given to you as an individual. I finally felt like I fit in. And like even if I didn't, there were people in that organization that reminded me that I did fit in in my own way. And although that organization was big and there was a lot of people that, you know, that wouldn't agree with you or whatever, that there were a few people that would be at your side no matter what. As some people call it, the your ride or die people, as they say. And I can't really thank this organization enough for being gracious and being generous with me and going back to the moral of this episode is that that wasn't my first community that was actually my second or third community in which i found and i finally felt like i belonged so it's a lot of trial and error going to find the people that will love you unconditionally and really are willing to be with you no matter what till the end as they say and it's not always going to be the first community it's not going to always be the first group of people that you meet in a new chapter in your life and it's it is going to be hard when you see that first group or that first sense or you know that first uh group of people uh leave your life like it happened to me it is tough but there are brighter things out there there are more loving people out there and as long as we you know are in tune with our emotions if we don't feel like they are making us feel like we belong, they don't make us feel like we're loved or supported in any sort of way, then you have all the right to keep moving on. Now, if they do, then you found this needle in the haystack, my friend, because those are extremely hard to come by. And I just got so extremely, extremely lucky that I got to fall into this, literally f like fall into this organization on which I met a lot of my 
best friends ever that are going to support me no matter what I do, no matter how foolish I make myself, how much imposter syndrome I feel in myself. These people I know will always be there to remind me that I can be better uh, when I when I do fail really big and that I can always give more than I think, whether it be through love, whether it be through time, whatever it so be it to them that will be of value to other people around us. So just a reminder that it's not going to be helpful to be clinging to the first thing that pops up in your head or pops up in front of you. There's always going to be bigger and better things. Not to say that like you, you know, have something and you're like, oh, there has to be something better. It's more so assessing whether this community, whether these group of people or your friends, your so-called friends, open quotation marks, are actually really supporting you the way that you need to be supported. And I've definitely fallen in the category where people have cut me out of their life because I don't think they felt as supported or anything. And I do have a deep-rooted insecurity of that. I, I feel like I need to, you know, I feel obligated, not in a bad way, but, you know, when I have friends that are willing, they're clearly willing to do so much for me, the least I can do is give them my time and give them as much as I can on my plate in the current moment. And if those people from the get-go are not giving you, you know, that love or support, just like the marching band example I gave, then you have all the right to move on and to keep looking and searching because there are people out there that will really appreciate your presence, your existence unconditionally. There's no if statement. Like, you are there, you are loved, that is it. That's where the relationship really is formed, and that's how exactly you know that you're with the right people. So thank you guys for really listening to this. This was just something that came up in my head. I was I was going through past journal entries uh, and seeing my gratitude increase as I was meeting more genuine people because it wasn't even about the amount of people, more people I was meeting. It was actually the quality of those relationships that I was developing with them. And I can't thank them enough. You guys know who you are if you're listening to this podcast. If if they're not, you know, I still love them. It's 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 fine. Like we've our relationships are not conditional. Again, it's not a, if you listen to this podcast, then you're loved. But if you're not, then you're not loved by me. That's not it. Like I love them no matter what, and I'll do anything for them. So, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, if this really was a helpful message, if you really think that someone really could benefit from this message. Um, if they are in a current toxic situation with a group of people or pe- person, persons, well, you know, um, do share them this episode. Uh, follow Sarcastic Optimistic on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, my camera just died on this episode, so this is not going on YouTube. This is, will just be on uh, any music platform, streaming platform that you listen to, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Um, but know that I always got you guys' back. Let me know. Um, if there's any way I can improve this podcast, it would be a great help because I do want to keep this as spicy, as helpful as possible. I don't want to just make it about me because this is a story in which we are going together and we're going and trotting down the path that is least trotted together and we are learning along the way. So thank you for listening to Sarcastically Optimistic. This is your boy signing out. I'll catch you next week. Actually, wait, one more quick announcement. I'm going to make a put a, put a challenge for myself because... I feel like I should really challenge myself. 
I'm not going to make a big announcement about this, and I feel like the only people that will know about this announcement are people that will actually listen to this episode. So consider yourself loved, extremely loved by me, if you actually reach the end of this episode. I am shifting my upload dates from bi-weekly, which is every other Monday, to every Monday. I'm really trying to challenge myself. I really want to increase my output. Uh, I have a tendency to have perfectionism get over me a lot, and it just prevents me from posting a lot of the things. There's a lot of episodes I have not posted because of my perfectionism, and I'm trying to bypass that because this year is about action. This year is about loving what we do and loving the the products that we're creating. Uh, and this, in a way, is a product of my thoughts, the thoughts in my heart and my mind. So I appreciate you really listening if you're still listening to this. I know a lot of people fell off this because they're like, eh, you don't listen to this guy. But I do heavily appreciate you being here uh, and spending time with me. So I hope you have a great, blessed week. Um, and you really appreciate life for what it is because there is definitely people out there that love you. And whether you have them now or you don't, you know, when you do find them, love them unconditionally as they love you unconditionally because it's a two-way street. And if you currently do have them, good job to you. They're great, aren't they? Appreciate them while you still can because life's short. All right, guys. I'll catch you guys on the flippity flop. Thank you for listening. Catch you next Monday and every Monday after that. Goodbye. Baby, 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 why you always smoke a J but like some watch man to make him through to the pad I'm trying to play. The Super Smash Bros, what you know? Wait to let me pick Lou Carbio. You don't even know what I'm saying. Up B, up B, and down B, now be playing. Playing, praying, anything with